Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. I have to say that this will be probably the first episode for Translation Confessional that will have the explicit tag, and it's really, (laughs) it needs to have the explicit tag because we're talking about words. Exactly. We're talking about words that as translators, we can't really be you know, upset about uh, cuss words or anything because no. uh, we deal with language, we deal with terminology, and that's, the, I think, the beauty of it. Case Study, the dubbed version of Deadpool. I was really looking forward to the upcoming episodes of Translation Confessional because I have a few conversations that I'm eager to share with you. Today, we'll have part two of an interview with Damian Santigui, audiovisual translator and translation instructor from Argentina. If you haven't listened to part one yet, check it out for an animated conversation on neutral Spanish and audiovisual translations, regional expressions, accents in Spanish speaking content and preparing the new generation for shifts in audiovisual translation demands. Now, to wrap up our conversation, you hear us talking about his thesis on the dubbed version of the movie Deadpool, as we go through some specific examples from his detailed case study. While we wait for his thesis to get published, visit Damian's website for more information on his work. One of the main rules when translating with cat tools is this. One segment must contain at least one sentence. Most of the time, your cat tool segments a document into sentences automatically. However, if the source document contains a paragraph break or a line break in the middle of a sentence, segmentation is not done correctly, and you need to spend extra time checking the context merging the segments, and removing these invalid breaks from the final document. Luckily, you can remove invalid breaks quickly using TransTools, a suite of plugins for Microsoft Office that increases translators' productivity. The process is very easy. Before importing a Word or PowerPoint file into a CAD tool, open the file, run the Unbreaker tool, Search the document for invalid breaks to double-check them, then click a button to remove them. If you want to give TransTools a try, go to this webpage, tinyurl.com tc-transtools. I hope you like it! So thank you so much, Damien, for uh, accepting this invitation. Uh, when I read about your work, I was really, really curious about it. I love studying stuff like that. So I really want to read, especially about Deadpool, that has such a rich language. 
to know mm-hmm. uh, everything you studied. And is it for the first or the second one that you did? The first one. The first, the first one. one. The first one. And are you yeah, planning yeah. on doing for the second one as well? No, because I, I saw the second one and there there were not so many interesting parts to, to deal with. And also it wasn't as successful as the first one. So I think that the movie was a, a success. Here in Argentina, for instance, now we have like this new streaming service, which used to be Fox. And now they are advertising it with The Simpsons, but also Deadpool and other things. Also here, we prefer dubbing nowadays. So the thing is that you cannot criticize something that was successful. But the thing is that we we as professional audiovisual translators, we need to let people know that this is not the best choice. And, And I would really love here in Latin America to see regional versions, not only from Argentina, Now we have some cases in in Netflix with movies being translated to Argentinian Spanish, but that's only the case for Argentina and mainly Mexico. So there are many other countries in Latin America that are being left out. That I think is a problem. I watched that pool, but I watched the original version in English. Um, (laughs) I, I wish I had more time to actually watch all these movies in all my languages so I can contrast them. Maybe when I retire, I can dedicate myself to that, but it's not the reality right now, unfortunately. I would love, like Squid Game that just came out a few months, a few weeks ago, we would love to just sit down and watch the subtitles and dub version and all the languages that we speak, but that's not the reality. So why did you choose that pool in particular? And Mm -hmm. what did you find out as you were studying it? The main thing is that I wanted to to make clear, and, and and I didn't do it in my thesis because there is no easy way to put that in in a, in a academic work. But the thing is that I loved the dub version of Deadpool. I think that it was amazing the work they did with that. But still, you need to be able to criticize something in spite of it being so good. You know, uh, I think that it's a bit weird what they decided to do because they decided that only the main character, only the Deadpool character, would have uh, this um, Mexican accent. Not, a, not accent, Mexican curse words all through the movie. So it's not that the whole movie is dubbed into Mexican Spanish, only the main character. The movie worked because, in my opinion, the main actor, the one that, that played Deadpool in the Latin American Spanish version, is a great actor and you can always hear them. He's always playing Ryan Reynolds, but many other actors too. And so he did a great job. And in my work, I found out that many Mexican translators believe that first, if they have to curse, they only curse in Mexican Spanish. That's why they do it. (laughs) And so it makes sense. But then also, I think that we have a problem because what I found in my work is that most of the hits, the blockbuster movies are being dubbed in Mexico. So when you do that, you are obviously leaving out many countries in Latin America. So I think uh, the problem was that there were many phrases during the movie that we would never understand. And there were some some curse words that may sound like something huge in Mexican Spanish, but have no sense in, in other countries. The main case is the use of the word madres, which is something that you may, may have heard that being so close to Mexico. But, you know, yes. that's like the mother of all insults in Mexico. And here, when, when you're listening to that, it has no effect on you. 
So there are other Mexican insults that you can hear and you, you say, okay, that is, he's being rude in that part, you know, and, and that's easy to comprehend. But there are many other cases in which it makes no sense to you. I think that's the main problem, having to face a product that you don't know what's going on and that the effect is not the same and it could have been better. The thing is that it can be improved. I mean, the, the Mexican translators, they are not responsible for having work, you know, <laughs> if, if they have the work and, and that's, uh, that's good for them. But they need to, and we all as a community need to realize that uh, we are translating for the whole continent, in many cases, including also the states. So I think that that's something we, we need to consider. Yeah, while you're talking, I was just thinking about two things of how, you know, the Madres curse word. It's, yeah, it's very localized. And it's funny because my Spanish is more from Spain because of my experiences studying Spanish when I was still in Brazil, which is completely crazy when you think Brazil <laughs> surrounded with so many countries that speak Spanish. And I was learning, you know, Spanish from Spain. But, but I remember. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. It is really weird. But I remember just, you know, interacting with some Peruvian friends. And the mother was there. So the friend my age, the mother about my mom's age. And I just, you know, trying to speak a little bit of Spanish here and there to practice. I said, esta de puta madre. And <laughs> the lady just looked at me like, no, you don't say that. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But it was just something that I was trying to be positive about. I was, it was a compliment. Yeah. But that's the <laughs> yeah. mentality that you have from other countries, from other generations. So I was like, oh, okay, it's localization is completely it's crucial when you have audiovisual materials like that. And I do understand, you know, uh, having the, the main character of Deadpool speaking kind of Spanish because of the whole chimichanga kind of thing, which yeah. is something so Mexico, you know, we have the chimichangas here from across the border. So, you know, being San Diego so close, we have a lot of the Mexican uh, food. And yeah. people will also debate, but what kind of Mexican food is that? Because the Mexican food in Texas is different from the one in California. But <laughs> it's a whole other debate with, uh, with food that we're not going to get into here. But I'm just fascinated by it because, yes, neutral Spanish is not from Mexico only. That's the big demographic that we have in some parts of the United States as far as uh, Spanish speakers. But you have, for example, New York is a completely different deal with Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Guatemala, El Salvador. So it's just completely different kind of localization. And when you have something yeah. as rich as a movie and as Deadpool with the insults and in your face kind of thing, yes, <laughs> the localization is very important because, like you said, the experience is completely different. What you know the audience is going to receive is one way for one kind of country and another way somewhere else. So what are other examples that you remember that kind of, you know, jumped out that people from Argentina wouldn't get it or people from Spain wouldn't get it? Okay, so the, the main examples are the ones with, uh, with Madres. That's the thing that made me realize that there was something wrong with the movie. And also what I wanted to get into in my, my thesis is that there are many cases in which they're using Mexican insults and that those insults are not needed in, in that specific part because there are many cases in which the, the main character says something like, I don't know, shit or goddammit even. They are not that bad, <laughs> for instance. But those cases, they, they were using still many strong insults. And so I, during my work, I selected eight examples so I can tell you some of those. So the main one, as I said, with, with Madres, it's at the beginning of the movie. We're starting to, 
to get this Deadpool character. And he's uh, flying around in a car. You think he's going to be very worried about the whole situation and, and, uh, and about to die or something like that. But then he says, shit, and says, did I leave the stove on? <laughs> That's what he says in the original one, you know? So with that simple phrase, we start to get to know that character. And then in the, the Mexican translation, uh, I call this one during my whole uh, work, this like a, like a mixture. It's not neutral Spanish. It's like a Mexican neutral Spanish. Okay. So not necessarily Mexican Spanish because the no, it's not the, that the whole movie is dubbed into, into Mexican because, you know, they do that. There are many movies, big movies, that they do a Mexican translation. And then also in Mexico, they do a Latin American version. That's something that already happens, but it's not the case of this one because this is the version we all saw in Latin America. So in this uh, part, in the Latin American version, you see that for the shit, uh, the translation is madres. So when I first heard that, I had to look up madres uh, to see what they meant with that. And then I realized, which I didn't know at the beginning, they use that word for everything. <laughs> you know, there are, there are many, many, many kinds of examples of insults using madres. So, well, then he says for stove, he uses estufa, which is something that also has many, many different meanings in Latin America, particularly in Argentina. It has nothing to do with the one with the stove. So that's one, one thing. Then the other use is the use of the word mamada, which they, they do have like uh, two very specific uh, meanings for that. The one for blowjob, obviously, but also the one like, like saying that this is uh, like a crazy situation, no? If you say que mamada in Mexican Spanish, it's like, it's getting out of hand. So Especially when they so, say no mames, when they just say no stop, pulling, well, my, okay. stop <laughs> pulling my leg or stop, you know, bullshitting me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do have an example with that, so okay. I, I will tell you. Uh, so the first time we see this usage during the movie is actually for one of the scenes when we see uh, Wayne, not Deadpool, going to a bar and, and talking with his best friend. And the, the bartender tells him, what can I do for you? And he says, I love a blood job. Uh, and so he was actually referring to the drink, but uh, the translation was quiero una mamada. So it makes sense. And you can understand that in Argentina, for instance, here in the, in the South region, to be mamado, which is the version we, we say here, is to be drunk. So it's a completely different meaning in that case. And then with, that, with the same one, then we have the goddammit at the end, there's a part where he's calling his taxi friend and, uh, and he gets the recorded message. The message is leave a, leave a message and have a happy day. And then he says, God damn it. So the translation for that is, I know mames. So in that case, it's like, why are you using that here? You know, <laughs> I mean, there's no need for that there. And then in, in that same scene, I don't know if you remember, which is the end fight when they're fighting with all the, uh, the bosses uh, there. And so um, we have him, Deadpool character, using like the, the biggest insult during the whole movie. And he says, finish fucking her the fuck up. So <laughs> it's a very nice, uh, a very well-crafted uh, <laughs> line in the movie. And the, the, the Colossus uh, character says, language, please. And he replies, suck a cock. So in that scene, we have him uh, using for the finish fucking her the fuck up. He says, Ve ponle su puta madre. Again, the one uh, similar to the one you mentioned before. Another example with, with madre as well. 
And then the Colossus character responds, sin malas palabras. And then uh, Deadpool replies, chinga tu madre. Which is like, actually, when I made the first presentation on this in 2018 for the Ispatab conference, the PowerPoint file that I was working with, I named it chinga tu madre because I really, I really needed to, to have that inspiration. That's so, <laughs> so those are like, I don't know, one of a few good examples. Then dealing with, uh, not with the insults, but with other cases, this is like something that no one will see during the movie, but it's something that I discovered because I'm, I'm very picky with these things. As we all are, of yes. course, translators. All of us. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so there's a part also at the beginning when the, he says, a hash falls over the crowd as a rookie sensation, Wade W. Wilson. So in that part, the translation for the W was W, which is the version that they use in Mexico, but it's also imported from the States. So it's not the way we say here, you know, in Latin America, in most countries in, in the South, We use W for that. Then you have W in Spain or B also. But particularly in the case for that, it's like, okay, you are being a little bit lazy here. Why are you using this in your translation? So I get it what they, what they wanted to do with the, with the main character, but there were many other situations where that wasn't really necessary. So There are many other examples. The movie has like over 30 specific cases of different uses of insults. <laughs> and so I decided to, to choose just a few to make my point. And I think uh, I was clear enough. Yeah. And where can we read the thesis if we want to? And uh, is it only in Spanish? Is it available in English? Yeah, at the moment it's only in Spanish. I'm planning to remove some parts of it and, and make some papers in English. Because, uh, like I told you, there's not much written about neutral Spanish. There's not much. The first thesis on this was presented in July, and it's also in Spanish. It's, it's very weird for me because it makes sense in a way, but you have like hundreds of theses on audiovisual translation in Europe, particularly in Spain, and no one cares about neutral Spanish. <laughs> and, and even if, when it's something that, uh, you know, in Spain even... They will see these versions up to the end of the 80s, you know? So it's not that this is something that is completely foreign for them. In Spain, particularly, they, they will hear Latin American versions of the movie all from the early beginnings in the 1930s to the 1990s. So when I first started doing this, diving myself into the academic world, I thought that I was going to find a lot of works on this. Uh, because, you know, there are many theses on humor or maybe on, I don't slangs. know, analysis, slangs and all that. So, okay, I thought, well, why is nobody writing about this? So even Fede Chaume, which is the, like, the main name in Dublin, ha has written very little about neutral Spanish. I, I know that he's interested in coaching people from Latin America and, because we are the ones that should be writing about that. But, well, that's why I wanted to do that. I, it's not yet available in Spanish either because I have yet to get my diploma from the university and have all the uh, things settled. But I will be uh, publishing it in my networks. So, And also I will be offering dissertations in, in English. I did present it on this in, at the Languages in the Media a few years ago. But uh, there are not many cases in, in English. I, I mostly talk about this here in conferences in Argentina mainly. 
Okay. Yeah, but after the bureaucracy is out of the way and you get your diploma and everything, (laughs) just let me know because I really want to read this. Thank you so much for giving that perspective because talking to other professionals that go through the same thing is just great to get different perspective about the same theme and to see where we agree and how things are different depending on our languages. So I really appreciate it. Let us know when everything comes out so I can just post the link everywhere and people can read about it. (laughs) And I really appreciate uh, you sharing your information because uh, we have to pay more attention to that, definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.